It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Back in action. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not get caught with more classified documents over the weekend. On Friday, Biden said, that's it. There's no there there. And now for the fourth time since saying we've seen all the documents, the DOJ and the FBI uncover six more classified docs. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We will tell you uh, what's going on, because according to the Biden administration, the president had no idea any of this stuff was on the property. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is in the House. Uh, she's going to discuss this with us, as well as Fox News meteorologist Janice Dean, who has a new book out, Taking the Fight to My Former Governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! And, of course... Inez Stepman from the Independent Women's Forum stops by to discuss Kamala Harris's stampede of stupidity at a pro-choice rally on Saturday. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! 888-788-9910, the phone number if you want to share your weird laugh. Whatever you want to share, all are welcome. It is an audio safe space for cool people. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. Exactly. We say it every day to the point of exhaustion. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat on the show. You could be an independent. You could be a libertarian. Boy, girl, they, them. It does not matter. All we ask is that you don't be a That is all. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, I kicked off the TV week. It is a big week of Failavision on the Fox News channel today. I was on America's Newsroom this morning with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. Uh, tonight at 6 p.m. on the Fox Business Network, I will be helping launch uh, a brand-new show called The Bottom Line starring Sean Duffy and the great Dagan McDowell. This is the first episode in the history of the show. Naturally, they trotted out their best guests. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Regardless, I'm excited to be there. I am also scheduled to be on with Sean Hannity tonight. If you miss any of this, you can always go to foxacrossamerica.com. That is the show where you'd get the podcast of this very radio broadcast I'm doing right now. It's where you'd get video of all my TV hits. The whole shebang, shaboo. Okay, there is the there is there. Now, on Friday, before we skip town for the weekend, Biden was out. Uh, he was speaking in Aptos, California. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and we have sound clips to prove it. Here was Biden's parting shot for the media on Friday, saying he has no regrets when it comes to the document situation at all, there's no there there. This guy's a serious ass. Never mind the insane hypocrisy of that, because when Donald Trump got caught with classified documents in August, what did Biden say? How could anyone be so reckless? Oh, Lord only knows 
What kind of danger he exposed the country to? I can't believe it. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. And understand the reason we can say that confidently is here's the Biden clip on Friday saying there's no regrets. There's no there there. Okay, okay, but understand. Since he's issued those comments, the DOJ has found six more documents. This is clip three. We found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. According to the Democratic Party, there is a lot of there there. I'm going to start right here uh, because I got to tell you, man, when Biden gave that speech, the speech was actually, to be clear, last Thursday. He spoke last Thursday in Aptos, California, saying there was no there there. Everybody was like, are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? Number one, you've certainly lost the moral high ground when it comes to taking the fight to Trump, which is why they're really so mad at Biden. You understand there's a whole industry of people who live, whose lives, whose very existence revolves around taking the fight to Donald Trump politically. Okay, the fact that Biden just came out and was not only guilty of what Trump had done, oh my God, classified documents. But it was 10 times worse because Biden didn't have them at a home surrounded by a Secret Service protection. Biden had them in a veritable Dr. Seuss scenario where they were in a house with a mouse on a boat with a goat. Biden's had them in four different locations. Tell it like it is. Here is Martha Raddatz batting leadoff. Democrat in her own right. Not happy with the White House messaging. Start with clip one. There's no there there. Those were the president's words this week when he was asked about the classified documents found over the last few months at his Delaware residence and a private office in Washington, D.C. But this morning, it turns out there is even more there than first thought. The search of a sitting president's home dramatically escalates the political fallout if not the legal problems, after the White House consistently tried to downplay the significance all week. Come on, man. Okay, that's what they tried to do. No, isn't. come on. We are complying. This idea, and it's laughable. There are people that are still defending Biden. I'm going to play their clips in, you know, a little bit later on. Okay, Chris Coons comes to mind, an idiot from Delaware, Biden's home state. But understand, the charge against Trump was, oh, Trump has classified documents. He should spend the rest of his life in jail. An MSNBC historian named Michael Beschloss flat out said he should be executed like the Rosenbergs, who were Russian spies, in 1953. Okay, but understand, when the shoe got onto the other foot of a Democratic president, what did they say? Well, mishandling isn't the thing. It's, it's about Trump not complying right away, and Biden's team got... Bar- Come on, don't bullshit me. I mean, seriously. Okay, it went from mishandling classified information as punishable by a lifetime bar from office to everybody mishandles classified information. We all know compliance and how quickly you get back to the feds is the real issue. The media is a bunch of losers. Are they ever? Because understand, if I kill somebody right now, 
and I call the cops and I say, look, I killed somebody. Okay, I am complying. I am turning myself in. Does that mean they're not going to charge me? The answer would be no. The crime is still the crime. Okay, what Biden is being accused of is not failing to get back to the feds right away. But to be clear, he has failed to get back to the feds because some of these documents date back to his time in the Senate, which means while Trump might have taken two or three weeks to get back to the feds, Biden's been sitting on this stuff for at least six years. Bingo, man, bingo. But here it is, okay, Joe Manchin, another Democrat in the great state of Virginia. If you're listening on WEIR down there, eating some AC&T fried chicken, gosh, it sounds so good. Now the week's here. I, I can't eat anymore. Fox has the guy following me around so I don't look fat on camera. Put that cookie down now! But here is Joe Manchin. He is allowed to eat AC&T fried chicken. And he says Biden's been totally irresponsible. Clip four. It's unbelievable how this could happen. It's totally irresponsible. And who's at fault? But with that being said, putting it in a political kangaroo court's not going to help. What it should be done is exactly what Merrick Garland did, put the special counsel. Let's wait and see. You know, some people are taking sides. Okay, it was more egregious of what President Trump did than what President Biden did. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Maybe it's not true. Let's find out. I'm willing to find out from the people that are looking at it. I mean, what he's trying to say deep down, though, if we're being honest, is Biden sucks. Okay, he's waiting for you to give Biden the benefit of the doubt. But the fact is, if you came in hard charge, hard charge in August, Trump has classified docs. Let's get him. Only to find out a few months later, oh, Biden has them, too. Party's already over. They lost the angle. Okay, Dick Durbin admitted as much. Here is Dick Durbin yesterday speaking about the high ground unclassified documents leaving. <laughs> it's boarded the next electric vehicle out of D.C. It is clip five. Do you fear that because of that, the current president has kind of lost the high ground on this notion of classified information being where it shouldn't be? Well, of course. Uh, l- let's be honest about it. Uh, when that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of in- any person who is in possession of it. Because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, whether it was a, the fault of a staffer or an attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. And we have to worry, since this uh, new group that has taken over control of the House of Representatives has promised us endless investigations, confrontations, impeachments, and chaos, what's going to happen? I only have one word for those who are dubious as to whether that will happen, and the word is Benghazi. How long did we spend going through Benghazi hearings in the Republican-controlled House in the past? Now imagine the MAGA Republicans and what they're setting out to do. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to have investigations uh, to our heart's delight. So Dick Durbin flat out admitting Biden blew it. But what's he also trying to throw in there? Hey, yeah, no, he blew it. But MAGA! MAGA Republican! Oh! Democrats are so full of crap. Are they ever? Because the problem is not MAGA. The problem is not MAGA Republicans. The problem is not the amount of time they threw into Benghazi. The problem is that somebody left classified documents in his car. Correct the mundo. 
Introducing the Chevy Corvette Joe, Joe Biden, Biden Edition. A car that's so high-tech, the owner's manual is classified. People know I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. Any sports car can get you in trouble with the cops, but the Biden Corvette will get you in trouble with the FBI. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. You'll never worry about tire pressure again because the Biden Corvette keeps inflation sky high. It's a great asset. More inflation. It's a stupid And its sleek design will leave you extra space in your garage for government documents. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. The Chevy Corvette Biden edition. The first car to go from zero to special counsel in 3.8 seconds. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerds! You're listening to Fox Across America. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I got to play you a quick clip from Joe Scarborough show. No, God! No, God! Please, no! 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 Sky, no. Nobody's a fan of this. Believe me. Believe me, baby. It's going to hurt you just as much as it hurt me, girl. It's not easy for me either, boo. But stick with me. Joe Scarborough uh, is part of a growing sector of the media that's trying to distance itself from Joe Biden. Now, understand... The day they found classified docs at Joe Biden's office at the University of Pennsylvania, we played a Scarborough clip of him humiliating himself, trying to say, oh, stop comparing Biden to Trump. Trump was way worse than— That was embarrassing. Oh, it was humiliating. Because as the details continued to emerge, we found out that not only were they in the University of Pennsylvania in an office that had received over $40 million worth of donations from the Chinese Communist Party— but Biden had them in his house, had them in his garage, and now we come to find out had them in other parts of the house. So when Joe Scarborough was initially saying, oh, come on, you can't compare Biden to Trump. You know, Trump's was way worse. Not even close. Biden's, this is horrible. And the reason people are starting to distance themselves from Biden is because, number one, I mean, he's finished. His presidency's finished. You could tell me he's going to run again. Hooray, ha, ha. Great. You like elder abuse. I don't doubt there are people that would run him because it allows them to be president. This entire presidency is an iTunes user agreement. The people in charge behind the scenes tell Biden to scroll to the bottom, like you're clicking a user agreement for an app in the iTunes store. Just scroll to the bottom and click I agree. That's Biden. That's every aspect of this presidency. Hey, we're going to open up the southern border, rescind all the Trump policies, no wall, no remain in Mexico, no Title 42. And Biden's like, wait, what? listen, old man, you scroll to the bottom and click, I agree. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, 
with, uh, I don't know. Uh, That's basically the rebuttal. He scrolls to the bottom and clicks, I agree. So you understand Biden's in a really bad spot because within his own party, he is unpopular. Okay, 70 percent of Democrats would like a different candidate to run in 2024. Well, they're in luck because once the media turns on you, you're finished. Here is Joe Scarborough. You know, I don't doubt there's going to be some MAGA attacks during the week and he'll yell like white supremacy or something along the way. But the bottom line is, you know, the media is very transactional. They'll do anything to protect a Democrat until we get to the point where it becomes dangerous to their own credibility. I agree with that. Here is Scarborough, clip six. You are taught to treat classified documents in a certain way. And so that's why Durbin is responding the way Durbin's responding and why a lot of people are shocked by it. And you're just going like this? No, no, no. no, no. It's just as bad. I agree. It's just as bad (laughs) if a Democrat's doing it as a Republican's doing it. Now, listen, you look to intent. And the intent for Donald Trump, obviously far worse. He doesn't know that. Biden, based on what we know, it was just sloppy. But man, it was sloppy with America's classified information. And I just don't understand it. I'll do it again, Joe Scarborough. You see how they're always, always trying to draw a distinction? Now, listen, you still have to look at the intent. Between Trump and Biden, the intent is worse with... Wrong. You don't know that. You don't know that. That's, again, that's a guy embarrassing himself because he's still trying to protect the Democratic Party in terms of keeping up the balloon when it comes to their number one sexual fantasy, which is imprisoning and prosecuting Donald Trump. That is the number one sexual turn-on of Democrats everywhere, including Joe and Mika. I love it when you talk dirty. Okay, oh, we know the intent with Trump was worse. We don't know that. We don't know what the intent of what Trump was doing was. We know Trump was the president of the United States, which means he could declassify anything he wanted. We know Biden, not the president of the United States at the time these documents were taken, which means he could not declassify anything that he wanted. He should be behind bars. I don't know that we're there yet, but the point is he's trying to draw some type of distinction when it comes to intent. Okay, here's what we know about Biden's situation. Okay, last week, last week, they told us, The Secret Service has no guest list, no logs of the people who visited this Delaware mansion where all the documents were stored. This is total crap. Is it ever? Because what did we come to find out on Friday when all the reporters were heading home for the weekend? We found out, oh, yeah, as it turns out, they have a really long guest list. Stop lying to us. They can't. And that's the problem. Okay, we don't know who had access to this house in terms of unnamed people. But we do know Hunter Biden had access to this house. Hunter Biden was seen driving around in Biden's Corvette. Hunter Biden, who himself has admitted he was an addict, would do anything to get his hands on money, was sitting on classified documents. Hunter's a dirtbag. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And I am really roughing you guys up today. First, we played a clip from Morning Joe. Now I got to play a clip from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I actually feel bad. I try to get as far into the week as Wednesday before I start playing View clips. The View is awful. It really is. But you know what? One kind of ties into the other. So... The Democratic narrative has now been set in terms of how are we going to yell at Biden but not give up our lane of attack against Trump. Before we went to break, I played you a clip of Joe Scarborough saying Biden's terribly sloppy. This is embarrassing. It looks ridiculous. But it's, you know, when it comes to the difference between this and Trump, the difference is obviously intent. Okay, we know that Trump's intent was much worse than Biden's. They don't know that. They don't know what Trump's intent was, to be clear. They know he's president. We don't have any proof of him, like, trying to sell nuclear codes or leverage classified information to the highest bidder. We don't have any of his business partners on record as saying, yes, Donald Trump and his family sold influence in our government. You know what we do have? Loads of records saying that Joe Biden and his son were actively selling interest in our government. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, came forward and put his name on the claim that Joe Biden was getting a 10 percent kickback from his son's overseas influence peddling schemes. We now have emails corroborating that Biden, who told us with a straight face, never met with his son's business partners before and never discussed business with his son, actually had lunch with his son's business partners on several occasions. So do you understand when someone gets out there and tries to tell you, well, there's a, you know, intent matters when it comes to Trump and Biden. What they're really telling you is, oh, no, we have established a new way to slam Biden, but still attack Trump. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Got the best eye. Here is Sonny Hostin, unfortunately, confirming what we know to be true. Take it away. what I am struggling with is not necessarily the levels of classification. I'm not necessarily struggling with the fact that I 
do think he's been a little bit unapologetic, a little bit perhaps cavalier in his response because he realizes that Trump was flushing stuff down the toilet and we're talking about 300 versus maybe 15 and intent is really important. So I don't think you can compare at all the criminal liability between the two. But I do have a problem with the process. Why is it that the process is either not ironclad or they don't know it or they don't understand it? We've both worked for the government. I could never take something out of a grand jury secret area and take it home without either getting fired or getting someone killed. And I know you've had the same experience. And so, and I was a low level U.S. attorney. I like to think I was somebody, <laughs> but I was just what they call a line assistant and right. a supervisor. So my question is, Biden, um, Trump, uh, uh, everybody now, Vice President yep. Harris becomes a, a suspect. What would you do with the brain if you had one? She's not wrong, but when she says, oh, intent, we don't know the difference between intent. Wait, what? There's no ground. There's no ground where you can speak for Biden's intent. Okay, this administration has gone out of its way to lie to us. First and foremost, about how many documents they had. Okay, that lie is unraveled four different times now. Second has been who had access to the place where they were kept. They have lied to us. Okay, we were told there's no Secret Service listing when it comes to the guest list. What, do you, what, what world? The Secret Service has to vet every single person that comes into contact with a president. But you want me to believe they don't actually have any type of record Okay, of who was meeting at Biden's Delaware house where he spent 60% of his presidency? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. The point being is if they're hiding a list of who's come to that house, it's because it's a problem for them. Bingo. Okay, if it makes them look good, they get it out there right away. If twice a week... Okay, we had the upper echelons of the CIA coming by just to make sure the classified documents at the Biden house hadn't been seen by anybody and they were playing it safe. Then, yeah, that's a win for the Biden administration. And they would tell you that every day. If they're not telling you who came by the house, it's because who came by the house is a problem. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, so when you get out there, though, and say with a straight face, as Sonny Hostin did, oh, well, the intent for Trump is... Way worse, obviously. Based on what? Get some facts and come back and see me. They don't have any facts, and they're not interested in coming back to see you because they are a people whose emotions are their facts. They are preying upon an audience whose emotions are their facts. If you are a legitimate news producer with any interest whatsoever in the integrity of your product, you watch that Sonny Hostin speech as you've watched every other speech on The View, and you would have called him into the office the second when it went off the air, and you would have said what? Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Exactly. Okay, they are an embarrassment to broadcasting. I really do believe the only reason The View is still on TV is because it's trash and people have gotten addicted to being around the trash. I can't smell some garbage. I don't feel at home, man. I'll tell you. I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I can't smell some garbage. I don't feel at home. Turn on the view, honey. I can't smell some garbage. I don't feel at home, man. I'll tell you. Even Elvis knows. Even See, that's how we know. Okay, but it's not just their protection of criminals in the Democratic Party that should bother you. Over the weekend, what did we have? Okay, we had a Fox News weather reporter, Adam Klotz, 
get violently assaulted on the subway here in New York City. Okay, there was an elderly man riding on the subway. A group of teenagers who had smoked a joint, smoking weed, attempted to light the elderly man's hair on fire. Okay, at which point Klotz spoke up. That's not right. It's not right and was jumped by a bunch of teenagers who beat him up. He's got two swollen black eyes. He's got bruised ribs. The guy can barely walk. And the teenagers who were ultimately arrested were let out an hour later because of woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to The Democrats right now are trying to distance themselves from a lot of messes they themselves made. Okay, when it comes to classified documents, the mess they made was they raided Mar-a-Lago guns blazing, spent nine hours on the property, and said Trump was going to spend the rest of his life in prison. That's a real big mess if you get caught doing the same thing but worse a few weeks later. (laughs) It's a huge mess. You can't imagine how crazy they're going over this Biden thing. Because, again, they said, hey, you should spend the rest of your life in prison. You shouldn't be you should be barred from office ever again if you mishandle classified info. Well, now they're guilty of the same but worse. Trump did not have classified documents in four different locations. He had them in a house surrounded by Secret Service protection 24 hours a day. And, oh, by the way, he had a declassification power Biden did not have. So understand it's worse for them no matter what they tell you it's worse. They committed a far more egregious offense in the eyes of the law. But when it comes to offenses in the eyes of the law, did you see Atlanta this weekend? Okay, we got a guy get beat up here in New York, Adam Klotz, where crime is out of control. Nancy Pelosi over the weekend gave an interview where she called out Governor Kathy Hochul, said Hochul should have made crime a bigger centerpiece in the midterms. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbag. And why was she saying that? She was blaming Kathy Hochul for not focusing on the crime issue during the midterms and saying it's ultimately what cost Democrats the House are the amount of congressional seats the Republicans picked up in New York. Now, in theory, that's true. The Republicans only control the House Because Lee Zeldin, who ran for governor and lost, won all over the ballot when it came to congressional races, meaning he didn't win the governorship, but the Republicans picked up a lot of seats in the House because of Zeldin. They picked up seats because in the individual districts where crime is spiking, people abandon the Democratic Party. Now, why did they abandon the Democratic Party? It's because people like Nancy Pelosi, people like the squad— the AOCs of the world and, you know, AOC is a dope Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley. They all wanted to defund the police. They said with a straight face, the police are a bigger threat to the community than the criminals they're sworn to protect us against. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And that policy has caused so much carnage. OK, those actual initiatives to number one, defund police to number two. Get George Soros back district attorneys installed around the country. We have 75 of them that have rewritten all of these bail reforms. We now have cashless bail even here in New York, which means guys commit violent crimes, guns, bats, knives, get out of jail a few hours later. Okay, the high rates of criminal recidivism mean these guys are now going to be emboldened beyond the normal 90 percent rate of recidivism. Hey, if I'm not going to jail, what do I care if I commit a crime? Okay, and if, lo and behold, I commit, like, a crazy crime, like I violently resist arrest and shoot at the cops, 
they're going to riot on my behalf anyway. Okay, down in Atlanta this weekend, Antifa scheduled what is called a night of rage. They can they they had a night of rage. Why? Because a 26-year-old man, Manuel Esteban Paez Tehran, he was killed by police after he refused their demands from authorities on Wednesday from a Georgia state trooper and then fired a gun at state troopers at the site of the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center. Do you understand? A guy fires a gun at the cops. They return fire and kill them. Okay, and you want me to believe with a straight face we should be mad at the cops? I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Yo, do you understand people saying this are making your life more dangerous? My life more dangerous. Okay, the cops, okay, are the only thing standing between us and the purge. You cannot have a society. You can't go to the store. You can't go to work. You can't go to school. You can't go to church if you don't have law and order. And these people down in Atlanta who rioted, okay, lit a patrol car on fire, and we were told with a straight face again by a CNN reporter that it was mostly peaceful. CNN is the worst. The second time this has happened to us. No, no, it's, it's mostly peaceful. As things are on fire in the background, do you understand they're creating an environment that wants you to feel worse for the perpetrator? than for the actual cop trying to protect you from the perpetrator. Listen to this idiot, David Peisner. He goes on CNN, says we shouldn't be using the word violent to describe these protests. It's clip 22. I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, To some people, it certainly is. Um, But, you know, this idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans, uh, is, it, it, it's, it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to perform like that. Pitiful. Now understand, this is a guy who's a member of a party that says speech is violence. Jokes or hate crimes. You say things on Twitter, it's violence. It's violent speech, hate speech. People are dying because of the words you say. But with a straight face, he wants you to believe, oh, you know, burning down a police car, throwing a rock through a window, looting a store. Now, that's not violence. I mean, come on. You can't handle the truth. You can't tell me in one word that speech is violence. And now you say things, it's going to lead to more violence. But actually burning down stores and attacking, you know, police cars and that, that's not violence. Okay, how about, are you ready for it? I know this is crazy. But how about instead of engaging in a semantic debate over how to describe the people burning down police stations, how about we focus on arresting the people who arrest the police stations? When you're right, you're right. You're right. And that's the problem right now in our society is we have a – it's two problems in America right now, okay? We don't have crime problems. We have stupid problems. Stupid people got elected that were put in charge of society that don't know any better. Some of them do know better, and they're just gaslighting us, telling you the cops are racist, so you'll donate to their campaigns so they can win reelection. But then there's this other faction of them that are just flat-out stupid. 
Okay, do you remember when Joe Biden said last week cops should be treat, you know, should be retrained, no more shooting to kill. Cops should be treating, you know, they should be trained to shoot just to stop. You're an idiot. No, the reason cops are trained to shoot center mass is because it increases the likelihood that they actually hit something. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, if you teach out, just shoot him in the wrist. Okay, higher chance that you miss. 99% of police shootings take place within six feet of the perp. The guy is so close, it's a life or death scenario, the cop fires at him. The reason you're trying to kill the criminal is so you don't accidentally kill the innocent bystanders. But, of course, that's not really a concern on the left because they could give a rat's ass about the innocent bystanders. And if you don't believe me, listen to that jackass who's telling you not to call broken windows and burning police cars violence. He wants you to focus on your vocabulary instead of the victims. It's disgusting, and it's something that's become the hallmark of this party. What the hell is the world coming to? The show that always has a giant smile on its face. All day long, I just want to make everybody happy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. This might be the dumbest thing you ever hear Joe Biden say. Last week he told you... Well, cops shouldn't be shooting to kill. They should be trained to shoot to graze, shoot to stop. Shut up! Will you shut up? Criminally stupid. Okay, but this is weapons-grade stupid. Here is Biden saying domestic violence situations don't need a cop. They need a psychologist. Because why have one person get beat up when you could have two people get beat up? This is clip 24. By the way, you know, when a cop turns up in a, in a domestic violence case or someone's on a stand on edge of a bridge... They don't need a cop. They need a, psycholo- a psychologist with them. That's why we're putting more people. No, I'm serious. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. When a cop turns up in a domestic violence case, we don't need a cop. We need a psychiatrist. <laughs> Wait, what? Dude, that's horrifying. Okay, so what do you know? No, listen, you guys, swinging the knife over there. You stop it, or I'm going to write a little note here on my notepad. You don't, don't you, you, mister? I'll write in cursive if you don't back up. My God, they're so stupid. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go, big hour. Coming up on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. A couple of my buddies are going to be stopping by. Janice Dean, the weather machine, Fox News senior meteorologist. And Florida's Attorney General, Ashley Moody, who will no doubt weigh in on some comments at from Corrine Jean-Pierre. She is so bad at her job. KJP at the White House throwing the challenge flag at Ron DeSantis for banning critical race theory. In Florida schools. Now, to be clear, parents hear he's banning critical race theory, and the reaction is <laughs> DeSantis overwhelmingly popular in his state, but the people on the left say, oh, hell no, 
You can't ban critical race theory. That's racist. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. And we're going to discuss it at great length in this hour. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this big Monday episode of the show. Now, let me get you up to speed on what went on in Florida at the end of last week. So DeSantis... Okay, rejected an AP African-American studies course for high schools because it violated a state law about the teaching of CRT. Now, the reason they don't want CRT taught in classrooms is because it is racist. That's true. That is true. Critical race theory wants you to believe that everything we have overcome in this society, meaning being founded at a time of institutionalized slavery, meaning being a society that it was at one point not integrated but is now not only fully integrated, but the most tolerant and inclusive society in the world, a society that has come so far from its institutionalized slavery days that we have now elected a black president not once but twice, and the guy didn't even know what he was doing. Don't be thick, all right? No, Obama was really not a good president. I mean, he had the entirety of the media in his pocket telling he was the greatest thing the world had ever known. But let's be clear, Barack Obama's signature achievement was, one, something called the Affordable Care Act. Did the Affordable Care Act make care more affordable? No, your premiums have gone up over 300% since the Affordable Care Act was actually signed. You gotta do better than that. You'd like to think they could. But the Republicans made a mistake when it came to slandering that health care bill because they called it Obamacare because they wanted to pin it to Obama. And so all you ever heard about was Obamacare. Okay, but what they should have done is they really wanted to highlight the ineptitude of the bill is they should have continued to call it the Affordable Care Act just to draw an even further distinction between the title of the bill and the result of the bill. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. If every time you heard Affordable Care Act juxtaposed against your premiums are up 300%, be honest, is that making care more affordable? The answer would be no. So they kind of messaged that one poorly. Okay, when it comes to the Iranian nuclear deal, though, there's no type of messaging that could make it any better than it was. Barack Obama gave over $50 billion in cash assets to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is he was able to get elected not once, not twice, with overwhelming majorities from white America. Why? Because we're so far past race in this society. Do you know what ended it? Integration. When we finally beat the Democrats, the Dixiecrats that were fighting against the the Civil Rights Act of 1964, when we finally put those Southern Democrats in our rearview mirror, okay, and we fully integrated the society, the schools, entertainment, commerce, shopping, the workplace, everybody came to realize what? That we're all the same. Racism is a byproduct of ignorance. It exists oftentimes because people fear something they don't understand. Once we all got together as a society and overlapped in every single walk of life, we realized there aren't black people and Hispanic people and Asian people and Muslim people and white people. We realized there were just people. Okay, some are good, some are bad. It's not specific to anyone's race. Okay, we all want the same thing. Okay, we all want to get paid. We all want to get laid. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But seriously, you want to have a few laughs. 
You want to eat some good food. You want to travel. You want to watch a good movie, go to a ball game, spend some good time with your family. Maybe you want to go to church. Maybe you're into the outdoors. You go hiking. The point is none of these things I'm listing are specific to any one race. And we know that now as a society. What critical race theory wants you to believe is that we have gotten so racist you can't even see it anymore. Oh, just because they integrated us as a society, just because they're electing a record levels of black Americans to the highest offices in America now, in Congress and in the Senate and everywhere else, in the House, doesn't mean we're not so racist we can't even see it. That's the claim of CRT. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. So in banning such things... Ron DeSantis has become overwhelmingly popular, not only with white parents, but with black parents. You want to know why? Because if you want your kids to get ahead in this global economy, they're going to need to do things besides cry racism. Okay, that's why people are against any type of sexualizing children. One, because you should be in jail for doing it. But two, it's teaching kids to fight the wrong battle. Okay, we're at a point right now where internationally the United States ranks 39th in the world in the best educational metric we have, okay, when it comes to reading. Okay, math, we're further down the chart. Science, history, further down the chart. But don't feel bad, kids, because not even the CDC understands science anymore. Good gosh. More people trust Dr. Dre than Dr. Fauci. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. But a lot of these initiatives, whether they're coming from the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, are putting politics ahead of people. We're being told by our own CDC that we should not be acknowledging the biological differences between men and women. We're being asked to pretend that there are none when the youngest among us knows that there are vast differences between men and women biologically. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Okay, but when you start to hear things, okay, like DeSantis is banning curriculum, okay, he's banning curriculum because he doesn't want anything in the school that's teaching kids that America's past is America's prologue, okay? And what I mean by that is there's not a single school in Florida or a single school in this country that doesn't teach about the Civil War, that doesn't teach about slavery, that doesn't teach about the Civil Rights Movement, that doesn't teach about the Klan, that doesn't teach about Martin Luther King. No, no, no. They teach about all of this stuff. The difference between the current curriculum and the curriculum the Democrats are trying to advance through school legislatures is CRT wants you to believe it's still going on now. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Not going on now. Not even going on anywhere in polite society. There's nowhere you can be racist and keep a job, okay? Not one place. If you worked for any company in America, any literally, pizza delivery guy, for any pizza chain, you name the chain, Okay, if you post a video online saying, screw these people, I'll deliver to anybody but them. Okay, the video goes viral, gets about 50 billion hits. Within an hour of doing that, they contact your employer. They issue a statement saying, this is not the views of our company. We don't know how this guy got hired, but he's been terminated immediately. That's how it works every time. Why? Not just because the corporations don't want the bad publicity of having a racist within their ranks, but because the rest of us don't tolerate it either. 
When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And when DeSantis comes out and bans a bill like this, you understand he's banning it because it's a scam. Here's Joy Reid, okay, and this is how you know it's a scam because Joy Reid is weighing in to trash the bill. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. She's claiming Joy Reid, and this is why we can't, again, this is why we can't have political discourse. Okay, Joy Reid says Ron DeSantis wants a pro-slavery curriculum. And again, how she's employed, it's beyond me, but you guys, I'm telling you because I care. It's so destructive to our society because we do live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. When Joy Reid says Ron DeSantis is pro-slavery, do you realize for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, why is he pro-slavery? I can't believe it. I'm voting against that guy. But do you understand the damage this does to society that people consume this and walk around believing it? Here it is, clip 10. It's, it's the daughters of the American Revolution, the Confederate, the pro-Confederate groups who insisted that we can only teach the history of slavery as happy slaves, good slave masters. If you're That's doing right. that, I promise That's you right. an, AP sto- an AP class that taught that, that slavery was good, because it seemed, at least per his former students, Dr. Gallen, that he wanted to teach history of slavery as sort of gallant slave owners who were kind to their happy slaves. He's cool with that. And if the AP course said that, he'd be fine with it. I mean, come on. You don't have a clue. Can you just, I mean, it's real. it's hard to watch, you know? If there was a pro-slavery course, she'd be fine with that. Are you stupid or something? In no way, shape, or form is that what this is about, but this is how the Democrats advance their political hopes, okay? They label the opposition. They mischaracterize positions. Just to be clear, the course that was banned by Ron DeSantis, okay, contained units about queer studies, feminism, and intersectionality, and a reading by Eduardo Bonilla Silva that describes how whites talk, think, and account for the existence of racial inequality. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. True story, okay? Whites, talk, think, and account for the existence of racial inequality. Everything, this is what this class teaches. It teaches racism. It teaches that everything that comes out of a white person's mouth is strategically designed to advance and account for the existence of racial inequality. I mean, which is by definition racism. All white people are bad. You're making an assumption, a stereotype on behalf of an entire race of people for no other reason than to advance your own agenda. This is politics as usual. But it's disgusting is what it is. And here is Karine Jean-Pierre saying it's incomprehensible that DeSantis would ban something like this. Clip 11. There is something that we do want to comment. It is, um, it is in, in, incomprehensible that, uh, to see that uh, this is what uh, this ban or this block, to be more specific, uh, that DeSantis has put forward. If you think about the study of black Americans, that is what he wants to block. Uh, and, and, and again, these types of actions aren't new. They are not new from, from what we're seeing, especially from Florida, sadly. Oh, shut up, woman. I mean, come on. Here's the rest of her clip. But what does she want you to believe? Okay. He's banning black people. You can't learn about black people and the plight of black people. No. Specifically what I just read you. It's a course that says white people talk and think and exist to account 
for racial inequality. Every time a white person opens your mouth, kids, you need to know he's trying to hold you down. Does that sound like a quality? I mean, here's the rest of it. Clip 12. Florida currently bans teachers uh, from from talking about who they are and who they love, Mm. as we've talked about many times here in this briefing room. They have banned more books in schools and libraries than almost every other state uh, in the country. And let's not forget, they didn't ban, uh, they didn't block, be more clear, I want to make sure I'm using the right word here, they didn't block AP European history, they didn't block our, our music history, they didn't block our uh, art history, uh, the, but the state chooses to, to block a course that is meant for high-achieving high school students to learn about their history of arts and culture. And uh, it is, um, you know, it is uh, incomprehensible again. Uh, and I will just uh, leave it there. Leave it there to make your own, uh, to make your own determination of why this occurred and why this happened. In my opinion, that sucked. I mean, come on, KJP. It's a disgusting mischaracterization of what's being taught. Okay? Queer theory, intersectionality, and a lesson that explains how white people talk, think, and account for the existence of racial inequality. That doesn't sound like we're learning about anyone's culture or anybody's art. That sounds like you're trying to force more woke politics on kids to recruit them to your garbage campaigns. Introducing Woke Children's Books, the politically correct reading series for every taste. Come on, honey. We're going to read Charlie and the Peanut-Free Chocolate Factory. All of our titles have been carefully reworded, so you won't have to worry about offending the outrage mob. Are you reading green eggs and ham? No, it's cage-free eggs and vegan ham. Phew, I thought we were going to have to fire you. All of the classics have been reworked from plus sized Albert to my curious George. Reading to kids is a dangerous job these days, so don't get canceled. Get woke children's books where your family will always be safe. Mom, can we read the three little pigs? You can't call them pigs. They're body positive. This is exhausting. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. This show is headed back out on the road in February. My goodness gracious, my oh me. February the 4th, I will be in Reno, Nevada. If you're listening out there, KKFT in Reno, you're listening up the road at KSUE in Susanville, you can come hang out with your radio buddy. I'll actually be at the Carson City Nugget down in Carson, Saturday night, February the 4th. There are two shows. You can come hang, play a little blackjack, smoke a cigar in the lounge. It's going to be a banger. Okay, when I get out of the studio, folks, it's like an Amish rum springer. You know when they let the kid off the farm for like a weekend and let him go try electricity and see what it's like out there in the, in the world. That's basically me when I escape the Fox News headquarters. We get a little rowdy. So you can see me Saturday night, February the 4th, at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. And now I can tell you all the shows have sold out, have sold out at Fat Cats Comedy Club Friday night, February the 17th, Saturday night, February the 18th. And, yeah, they're upset. But I have it on good authority. They are now adding a 5 p.m. matinee. And tickets are going to go on sale tonight at 6 p.m. That is Saturday night, February the 18th. 
So there you go. There's still some hope. Now, in March, I go back out to the West Coast. I'm going to be in Sacramento, California, uh, and, um, of course, Federal Way, Washington. Saturday night, excuse me, Friday night, March the 3rd, I am at the Federal Way Performing Arts and Event Center in Federal Way, Washington. Okay, Saturday night, March the 4th, I will be at the Crest Theater in Sacramento, California. And then in April, I am at the Tower Theater in Bend, Oregon. That's Friday night, April the 7th. Saturday night, April the 8th, I am at the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho. And then we come back to the East Coast. It is Friday night, April 21st. Saturday night, April 22nd, I am at Bananas in Bergen, New Jersey. I don't know who I pissed off to get that gig. Jersey. I'm kidding. Come on. The Jersey crowd's not happy. Like, we don't have to take that, Jimmy. I'm going to stop insulting New Jersey now. I don't want my email to get flooded with a bunch of poorly spelled and grammatically incorrect letters. I don't need that on my conscience. I got enough to do in the next break. I got the attorney general of the great state of Florida coming up. I am talking about none other than Ashley Moody, whose state is front and center in leading the charge against the Biden administration's push to bring masks back on planes. That is a thing. Seriously, we haven't had enough problems on planes with fights and everything else. We're going to add masks to the mix. Never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. Good advice. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Folks, as you know, every once in a while, the producer of this show just likes to show off. Just likes to flex a little muscle, show you, the listener, what type of power guests he can book at the drop of a hat. And today, I mean, if ever there was an embarrassment of Radio Riches, joining us now, she is the attorney general from the great state of Florida. We're talking about Ashley Moody back on the show. Hey, girl. Great to be with you again. Thanks for the invitation. I believe, I'm blown away you accepted it, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> nice nice to have you back. Um, your state is always making all kinds of headlines. The thing I wanted to jump in on out of the gate, which is the craziest one to me, is the mask thing. Um, how are we back here again talking about mask mandates specifically on planes? Right. And I think this is one that President Biden wishes we wouldn't notice and we wouldn't talk about. <laughs> Good point. But I think it's incredibly important that people like you and others highlight the fact that he is still fighting in court to bring back the mandatory mask mandate on public transportation. And remember, mm-hmm. at one point, 70 percent of all violent incidents that took place on airplanes was over this mask mandate. True story. So, it is insane to me that the president is still fighting for this, especially after he declared the pandemic was over. Isn't it nuts? I mean, he did declare that. And I think obviously from a health standpoint, he meant it. But I think the reason they immediately hit him with a cattle prod when he got off stage was bureaucratically, they'd like to exploit this forever. But the concern we have is, again, it's being done at the detriment of the air travel passenger where we did have all of that violence. But what's bigger than all of that, and this is what I find so fascinating, is he's doing this in the face of airlines publicly saying they don't want a mask mandate and that the HIPAA filters on the planes keep their air exponentially better. So does this read to you as something that's less of a health concern and more of a bureaucratic power grab? Absolutely. So he, you are correct. He's doing this against the wishes of not, not just pilots, not just airline employees, but travelers. Nobody wants this. He's also doing it against the science. And you're right. I think the airlines have repeatedly pointed out 
how the air is filtered and cleaned. Uh, and so I, you're absolutely right. They want to be able to do this again in the future without, you know, no matter the fact that they don't have the authority, the courts have said you don't have the authority to do a, a mandate like this through an unelected bureaucrat that leads the CDC. Yep. Again, what we have pushed back on repeatedly, whether it was the mask mandate or whether it was forced vaccines or whether it was government lockdowns, it was all whether the CDC, which again is an agency filled up with career unelected bureaucrats, whether they had the ability to come in and start shutting down the lives and industry of Americans. And we don't believe they had the power to do that. And we've been fighting it tooth and nail in court ever since. It is crazy. We're talking to Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. And I would tell you, you know, there have been so many brawls on planes. Like you could make a, a Brad Pitt spinoff called Flight Club for people who like to just fight. They like to, they fly coach just because they <laughs> like it. It's Brad Pitt and, and, and Ed Norton throw on the masks and just fly coach. I mean, it's crazy. The numbers. Can I just read this really quick? We covered this all year last year until they eventually lifted the mandate. Uh, this is the FAA website, FAA.gov. Okay, the year-to-date numbers that were as of December fifteenth, twenty twenty-two, they had two thousand three hundred and fifty-nine reports of mask-related fights. So at some point, okay, because we're not here telling you COVID isn't a thing and it's not a health risk, but a mask, while it's dubious whether or not it'll protect you from COVID, it definitely doesn't protect you from a right hook to the head, Attorney General. And that was the frustrating thing for employees. Not only was the CDC saying every traveler, every person on a plane, bus, train, as young as two Mm -hmm. has to wear a mask, they were putting the onus to enforce this on the airline employees, on the airport employees, on the bus employees. I mean, these folks don't want that. Nope. I mean, they were faced, they were having to do this. It was law that they had to enforce this. Mm -hmm. And they were putting themselves into these really critical, heightened, tense situations uh, that was dangerous on on public travel just because it was so uh, volatile that people were reacting. So, again, I think it's so important, and thank you. We were just in court last week Mm -hmm. arguing to um, push back on this as as the Biden administration keeps wanting to bring back the public mask mandate. And so, you know, I say we'll do our part in court. We'll fight aggressively in court. But, you know, if you have strong feelings about this, let the administration know they need to drop the fight. Do they ever? I mean, my goodness. You t- it's, it's such a crazy time to be in our society because you don't feel like the needs of the people are being listened to. Like you're speaking to it, and we appreciate it. And one of the reasons Florida is as popular as it is is it's taking a lot of common sense positions as a state that everybody else agrees with. Like one of the controversies last week was about school curriculum. Now, most parents want their kids learning to read and write and subtract and do science and social studies. They're not really looking for some left-wing policy agenda to be inserted into their kids' lives, especially at these young impressionable ages. When you guys are walking around, okay, the attorney general of Florida, is there like a general sense of you become like a sports star and that you're like kind of heroic to these people? Like what is a day in the life of Ashley Moody? Is it the Beatles British invasion? What does it look like? (laughs) Well, you know, I think the pandemic and we'll go back to that. What when parents, myself included, by the way, I'm not just the attorney general. I'm also the mother of a young school age child. Mm -hmm. So when the 
when when schools were were initially pushing content down to the parents, teach at home, parents were you know busy trying to understand what's being taught, what's going on. I think it brought a lot of things to light in Florida and across the country, and parents are now desperate that leaders pay attention to what's being taught in schools. I mean, if you could pull out over the last few years what has been most helpful, I think it's that we have now started pulling off the lid of what's being cooked in our schools. And Florida has been the tip of the spear in going after some of the political ideology or, more importantly, the harmful material that was being pushed on very young children at Mm -hmm. very young ages Mm -hmm. uh, inappropriately. And so not just as attorney general, but as a parent, uh, I think other parents are just so thankful that people are paying attention and pushing back and making sure that what's being taught in schools is what we assumed was being taught all along. And that's age appropriate material. Amen. I think every parent would applaud that effort. Um, I, too, uh, as a parent, we have one kid. Uh, the state would never let us allow to have two. Um, they, you know, they, they, they saw the first report card. They're like, if you guys could just get a dog or something, we'd appreciate it. I'm kidding. But no, you're, you're fighting the correct battles, and people do appreciate that. And I can just tell you, as someone who's been fortunate enough to raise a kid, At the age that they're trying to throw this, whether it's sexualized content, whether it's gender ideology, you know as well as I do, kids are so fluid in their development at that stage. Their favorite foods, their favorite songs, their favorite shows, their favorite everything. So this idea that we should be introducing some type of a permanent conflict over their gender, which has a surgical, I'm using the word remedy in air quotes, but a surgical remedy, I just think is reckless. I think it's barbaric. So the fact that you're willing to push back, I do mean it. You have nothing short of rock star status up here in this studio. I don't know what's going on in Florida, but I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's it's a it's a hot ticket. But the point is up here, you're sold out. That's all I want you to know well, before you go. You know, we have great leaders in Florida. I love working with a governor like uh, Governor DeSantis, who will, you know, not just sit back and hear when things are going wrong or a challenge or things that aren't aren't just aren't quite right he'll actually step up stand up fight back and you know one of the reasons you know the white house said yesterday on on one of the actions of our department of education they're like it's just incomprehensible yeah. you know it's in they, yes. they use this term incomprehensible because they've never been called out on this stuff. Yep. and what i love about desantis and florida is that we will bring it to light we will call it out and just because you give it some politically correct name that anyone would want to say yes that's right we're going to dig into it and see what you're really talking about that's what's up i'm telling you because i care that this is why you get the big intros on the show the pyrotechnics the doves the cannons go off when i say your name uh well deserve it uh ag moody uh let's do it again soon okay thanks so much have a great day you too have the best day there she goes the great ashley moody and we are coming back with a major treat you talk i mean you talk about a celebrity guest We'll get into it after this on Fox Across America. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Folks, they're playing safety dance. Partly because I like the song. Mostly because New York City's out of control these days. Nobody knows better than our next guest who was accosted on camera during a live weather hit. 
She was trying to do oh the weather gosh, that's right. I, oh my. on Fox and Friends. See, I was thinking about Adam Quas. No, no, we'll get to Adam. Okay. We have lots to say to him. But joining us now as the pyrotechnics go off and the crowd goes <laughs> wild. Not only uh, the superstar weather machine known as Janice Dean, but the author, here it is for the Fox Nation cameras, of I Am the Storm, is Janice the Dean. Is that the one that says to Ralph? No, Ralph got her book. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell the audience. Janice that- Dean is in the house. So a lot of them are familiar with this, but J.D. was doing a live hit on Fox and Friends last week. It's pinned on my Twitter you damn right Feed. it is. It's on the Fox Across America Facebook page and the Fox Across America radio page. It was a big hit for the kids. Yeah. But I interrupted Janice Dean. May or may not have had some, you know, sort of invite to do something in this fear of We're interrupting you know. on camera. They don't That's need to the know magic. too much. They don't need to know the magic. But the point is I crashed Janice Dean's live TV hit. I decided it was, you know, <laughs> things are going good at Fox. Why don't you take them sideways for a little bit? No, right. we, we interrupted J.D. doing a live weather report last week, and I gave, famously now, an Al Gore version of the weather report. It was fantastic. Give me your money or we're all going to die was essentially the hook. <laughs> right, well, you know, he gave us comedy gold, Al Gore. Oh, he said the, right? yes. Rain bombs, boiling <laughs> Oceans. You're a weather person. Doesn't a rain bomb sound like a product at Bath and Body Works? <laughs> a rain bomb, that's right. Yes, it sounds like it's something you throw in the tub. Well, there is an atmospheric bomb. There mm-hmm. is an, a meteorological term for that. Mm-hmm. It means that uh, an area of low pressure that um, mm-hmm. that strengthens 24 millibars within a 24-hour span. Okay. So that, that's actually an actual term. But mm-hmm. he just, like, blew it up into yes. an Al Gore term. And like- <laughs> I want to allow gore on us. This is why we can't have nice things. But listen, he has had so many decades to get his act correct. Yep. And it's not. No, of course not. And he's going back to an... Do you know, folks, do you realize... I want you to picture this in your head, folks. He lives in an 18,000-square-foot mansion. You're talking about cutting consumption. He makes so much... I, per day, it's like millions of dollars. But he lives in the equivalent. He lives in the Roosevelt Field Mall. That is an 18,000-square... <laughs> I imagine, know exactly what you're talking folks, about on what, Long Island. Whatever your closest shopping mall is, it's not the size of his house. The guy who wants you to cut consumption and has an electric bill... That makes the Vegas Strip look Amish. <laughs> but he wants you to cut consumption. It's right. a racket. It is. And, of course, he's in Davos. Oh, Davos. With even the name, Davos. Davos. <laughs> I would have my caviar. We're at Davos. We're hanging out. Order my private plane. Are they punking people like when they say, like, ah, oh, you all got to eat bugs? Because I don't believe they're eating bugs. My my famous take now, and I said it on Newsroom this morning, is I said they're listening to the Beatles while you're eating the Beatles. They're telling people yes. to eat bugs. Is that of what's course. going on? Of course it is. But why haven't we woken up? I've woken up to it. Thank you. Right? Uh-huh. I think here at Fox we've woken But we continue to yeah. give them airtime. Yes. Well, we're highlighting a funny hypocrisy because what happens is with the, specifically the private jet thing. They're telling us it's an emergency. It's right. a climate emergency. John Kerry himself. It's an emergency. But yeah. they're making the emergency worse. Like if yes. the house is on fire, right. you don't combat it by passing out matches and gasoline. <laughs> no, it's an emergency. Right. You don't understand. Yeah. I got to book a matches and some more gas. But do you remember good. when uh, John Kerry said something like, well, I'm saving the planet and the only way to do that <laughs> is on my private well, jet. Well, now I want to jump in here because it's a great John Kerry impression. Okay. It's like Mr. Howell but we, from Gilligan's <laughs> Island. But we figured it out, though. Last week, we read some reports that finally explained the private jet conundrum. They can't fly coach because all those flights are booked with hookers. Ah, that's, that's what's going I'm... on. In, thank you. But that's what's going on in Davos. Uh, and I only know that to be true, Janice Dean, the weather machine, really quick, because we have other things to talk about. When I was a New York City cab driver, 
whatsoever. The mm-hmm. most lucrative week of the week of the year is UN week oh. because you do get hired from some Julia Roberts pretty women types no. to avail yourself to get them back and forth to embassies. Of course you do. Stop because it. all the streets are closed and all the diplomats are in <gasps> town and they have immunity and all you do is run people from embassy to embassy. There's our next book. <laughs> What do we call it, though? Well, you can't say pretty woman. It's now pretty person. So we have to remake the whole film. It's a mess. Janice Dean is in the house. We were talking. So we've been, this is the thing. Janice and I have been, we, we have some weird gravitational pull. <laughs> we some do. weird creative energy. Yeah. It goes back, you know, just in like the last year, we've had a lot of you and me time on the air, off the air. Yeah. I think it was put over the top. Everyone should know about this at the Patriot Awards. <laughs> Where we wound up in an actual scene from the movie Spinal Tap. Yes. And if you ever see Janice and I on TV and one of us will go, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. It's from the scene in Spinal Tap where they can't find the stage. Hello, Cleveland. (laughs) Hello, Cleveland. They keep going around and around and around. And they can't find the stage. In the stadium. Uh Uh-huh. In the back, like, anals. Of the stadium. Yeah, anals, bowels. You were in the right direction. Don't worry about it. On this show, the bar is so low. We're on an hour after. Yeah, go ahead. It It was exactly out of Spinal Tap tap where they're trying to find the stage and mm-hmm. you know 15 minutes go by and they still can't find the stage can i just jump in it was so funny so we were at the patriot awards and it, it's at times can be so overwhelming because yes. the patriot awards is a, a cable news petting zoo yes people pay a fee to come into the habitat of fox and we love being we, in the petting no, zoo they're wonderful okay. they they pet us they fed us it was took pictures there was like a children's birthday party <laughs> but sometimes you have places you need to be that are time sensitive exactly and you can't get through the petting zoo. If there's right. 5,000 people and we're nice enough that we'll actually stop and take 5,000 pictures. we want them to pet at, a lot of at, fur. At which point we've now missed a live television hit and screwed over a show. Yeah. So what happened was the security guards were nice enough to offer us safe passage through the anals of the Hard Rock Casino as Janice would put it. And they were going to take us through a series of security was no. that the right They're going to take annals, I don't know. They're going to take us through a series of security tunnels to get us <laughs> to the TV set. But what happened was it became so farcically long in terms of the journey we were on. People we started the journey with weren't alive by the time we got to the other end of the air quote shortcut. And we got so delirious over the fact that I think they were lost and they wouldn't admit it. Rock and roll! So every time we went into a new room... Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. And we never got in. We never. We have, a, we have a minute, folks. The book. That's it? No, a minute to go. The book is called. Listen, we just did about 11 minutes and made them feel like three. I apologize to hard... all the anals in the world that are really. <laughs> There's no way to that live. Are, that are not feeling it right now. We were supposed to be talking about a book that I've talked about endlessly. It's called I Am the Storm, Inspiring Stories of People Who Fight Against Overwhelming Odds. Janice Dean. I think I just got canceled. No, you didn't. HR is at the door. No, with this show, they quit a long time ago. They, they don't know. They act like they don't know us now. They're like, no, that's Samantha Fox News. It's not actual Fox News. It's <laughs> the Samantha Brit- Fox. It's the I British remember. singer. No, no, Jimmy's not on Fox News. He's on Samantha Fox News. That's how they beat back inquiries when people hear the show. Oh. But this is required reading. Uh, it's already in the House. Ma- Ralph famously has a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Janice Dean, you're such a sport. You're just the coolest. Oh, you're the best. And she's back on next Monday to talk about the book at greater length. But we have point, to talk about the and book. We, next and time. we will, and I know, and we will announce as well your Fox Nation special, but we will also announce what book we're going to put out because it's coming. Oh, it's happening. You heard it here first, Janice Dean. I'm Rock and roll! Rock and roll, Cleveland! There she goes, the great Janice Dean. <laughs> the best.
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Got a big hour coming up of Fox Across America, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. Man, oh boy, oh man, we got a mess on our hands in this hour. And there's Stepman stopping by from the Independent Women's Forum. You see her all over the Fox News channel. Uh, someone I love having on, although I should warn you ahead of time, there is about a 200-point IQ gap between me and her. This could be a problem. Yeah, no, don't worry. I'll dumb it down. I'll let her hang with me. It's not going to be an issue. I kid. Uh, but 888-788-9910, the phone number, if you want to help me close that gap uh, in this hour. We're going to update you on this classified document scandal, which continues to rage in Washington. And certainly now in Delaware, there is talk that they could start sending the DOJ to other Biden residences. Biden is such a disaster. We'll get into that in this hour. We're also going to talk about this national crime wave that found police cars on fire in Atlanta over the weekend. And we were told by with a straight face by a CNN guest that these were peaceful protests. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. You know what else they're not buying, though, in this hour? We should talk about this first. Let me get into this. So over the weekend was essentially the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And, of course, uh, Kamala Harris led the Democratic charge of people that ran out to the speeches this weekend, and they celebrated uh, what would have been the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. You really are, okay? The Democratic attitude on abortion, if you remember, the slogan was safe, okay? Legal, okay, rare. That was the slogan when it came to abortion. And about four or five years ago, as it became a bigger culture war issue, it went from safe, legal, and rare to we kill babies, hear us roar. That's not right. It's disgusting. And this idea that they continue to celebrate, you know, abortion as some type of empowerment for the woman, I'm just telling you it's not true. Okay, first of all, the argument rings hollow. I don't want to hear my body, my choice. If you were forcing a vaccine on people who didn't want it in their bodies, you can't claim any type of moral high ground. You can't claim some type of circumstance. Well, it's different, you know, with the abortion because it's my body. No, no, no. There's actually another body involved when it comes to an abortion. And understand, abortion is a thing in our society because Margaret Sanger, the patron saint of Planned Parenthood, practiced eugenics. She wanted less black babies in society. It's the reason that they've now been forced to take her name off of most of the Planned Parenthood centers around the country. It's because any cursory look into what Margaret Sanger was for and what she meant abortion to be— would quickly inform the reader that they were out to minimize the size of the black population. Enter the Democrats who said, well, no, it's not racism. This is, you know, we're just empowering uh, women. We just want more women in the, in the workplace. So, you know, if they just kill the babies, I mean, why plan, pan, you know, pay for child care? Why get a sitter? You know, when you can just get an appointment and kill the kid and get on with your life. Okay, understand They took the true purpose of abortion and they repurposed it as some type of women's empowerment movement. Democrats are so full of crap. So much so that when Kamala was celebrating, okay, Roe versus Wade and a women's right to choose, she recited a passage from the Declaration of Independence 
and omitted one key word. I'm going to play it for you. Let's see if you can guess which word she missed. Play along in your head. When you hear this passage, it's a very familiar passage from one of our nation's most prominent documents. And she screws it up big time by choice. This isn't Biden, who is also not exactly well-versed in our documents. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the, you know the thing. We have a president that is clearly not all there. True story. But in Kamala's case, she is omitting this word by design. Here's the passage. Tell me, in your head at least, if you know what she left out. It is clip 26. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Whoa! You don't have a clue! No, understand. She knows exactly what she did. Okay, so the verbatim quote is, we are endowed with the right, a promise we made in the Declaration of Independence, is that we are endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. (laughs) What word did she leave out? Okay, a correct reading of the Declaration of Independence would tell you a promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. We are each endowed to the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'll give it to you one more time. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Here's Kamala's clip one more time, clip 26. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Garbage like you just makes me sick. I mean, seriously. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. What a disgusting person. And shame on everybody there who clapped along. Yeah, way to go. Believe me, there were people in that crowd who were definitely going, oh my gosh, this is going to be awkward if she says life. Life, we're entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Gosh, that would be awkward. Why would it be awkward? Because we are endowed with the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Meaning our very Declaration of Independence refutes the whole sales pitch of abortion. Oh, wow! We are entitled to life. And the Democrats are like, oh, hell no! You ain't entitled to no light. Wait, what you mean? Get out of here. And this is the scam. This is the scam of abortion. Something that was meant to control the size of the black population is now being celebrated by women as some type of, no, this is empowerment. It's good for women. Now, understand, in cases of rape or incest, it's no, there's no world where I'm going to tell some woman she has to have this baby. And I understand that will rankle some in the pro-life community. But I do want you to understand, okay, there's no world, none, zero, zip, zilch, where I am on board with the type of abortion the Democrats are in favor of. Okay, what the European nations have would be considered right-wing extremism, when in truth, our abortion stance in the Democratic Party puts us on par with China and North Korea, two of the biggest human rights abusers in the world. The Democrats like to lie. And tell you there's a war on women in this country and they're losing them. No, they're not. There's not a single law on the books in this country or a proposed law on the books in this country 
that's going to take abortion, okay, and take it beyond what they're doing in the European Union. Okay, the European Union, we're talking about 29 of 31 countries does not allow abortion beyond the 12th week, and the other two don't allow it beyond the 15th week. Okay, the Democrats are in favor of abortion right up until birth. Yo, that's not abortion. That's actual infanticide. Correct the mundo. But you understand the reason they take the positions that they do. They take the most extreme position they can on an issue because they know people are going to push back. At what point they make the claim that you're not pushing back against the abortion, you're pushing back against the women themselves. You're going to get women killed. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. That's no differently than what they do with trans rights. They know a five-year-old kid should not have the right to elect surgery to change their gender for the rest of their lives. But they also know you're going to push back on it. And when you do, they go, this isn't gender-affirming care. These kids are going to kill themselves. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. I have a great eye. I'm telling you, I know how this works. They take the most extreme position they can because they know you'll push back, at which point we're not having a debate about the position, the issue of abortion. We're not having a debate about the issue of whether or not five-year-old kids should be taught sexual identity. We're having an issue about whether or not the people on the right are a bunch of hate-filled lunatics that are trying to get people killed. That's what they do. Bingo, man, bingo. I'm telling you because I care. Okay, here is George, who's on the line in Hedgesville, West Virginia, who is well aware that other things were left out of Kamala's quotation of the Declaration of Independence. Yo, George. Great today. Yeah, I'll get those Kamala quotes. The poor girl needs some help, doesn't she? <laughs> well, whoever wrote the speech, I think they know what they were writing. Yeah, they have to leave out the word life for sure. And the other part they left out, we are endowed by our creator. We can't think about God too much in that because that would remind us where life comes from, Jimmy. Yep, they ain't touching that one. Our creator. I mean, Mike, according to them, a creator is someone who makes videos on TikTok. You know, <laughs> yeah. They don't want to know about uh, God. Are you nuts? But it's so it's such a scam, George. To see how they manipulate something like they'll embrace the Declaration of Independence to try to make their point. But there's a lot of selective editing going on. Oh, man, when you start selecting our foundational documents, you're doing great damage to us. Yep. And a lot of people who consume that in the audience uh, who aren't familiar think that what she said was spot on. Like, she got applause for that line. We're entitled to liberty in the pursuit of happiness. And people who yeah, are low-information people go, yeah, we are. So, yeah, the pursuit of happiness starts with the gift of life. Yep. And uh, absent right, Jimmy, that. Thanks. No, you up, get man. it. Good talk, George. There he goes. George in Hedgesville. He is not buying what Kamala Harris happens to be selling. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact-checked. It's a true story, man. And you got to understand. When she says this, oh, here's Kamala on the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Listen to this. This is bananas. It's clip 28. To all the friends and leaders, I say, let us not be tired or discouraged. Because we're on the right side of history. So we will continue to stand together in the fight to protect 
the freedom and liberty of all people, of all women everywhere. And here now, on this 50th anniversary, let us resolve to make history and secure this right. Shut up! Will you shut up? Do you understand, okay, what she's saying there? We're on the right side of history. No, you're not. Abortion is this generation's slavery. You know how we overcame slavery? Because at the time, everyone knew it was wrong. There were some people who were able to rationalize it for their own political needs or physical needs or capitalistic needs. Whatever the case may be, people were able to rationalize a barbaric human rights abuse until they were forced to stop doing it. Okay, in time, we will look back at abortion as like, how the hell could you do that? How could you, you know, you get a baby right up until birth, late term abortion? How could that even be a thing? That's just actual infanticide. You should go to jail for that. But they rationalize it in the name of political power. Okay, and get out there and say things. We must fight to protect the freedom of liberty of all people, of all women, everywhere. And by everywhere, she means everywhere except in the womb. This is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? That's all, folks. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Inez Stepman, superstar from the Independent Women's Forum, stopping by in the next break. You see her all over the Fox News channel. She goes on Kennedy a lot. Pound for pound, the best show out there. Show I used to write for uh, before I wound up here on my little plan for world domination with you. Uh, but tonight, when this show is over, I will be all over your television. I'm on Fox Business tonight at 6 p.m. launching, uh, along with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy. Their new show is called The Bottom Line. It debuts tonight. And I am an opening night guest. I'm honored to be a part of the inaugural broadcast of this show. And then at 9 p.m., I will be on with Sean Hannity, uh, 9 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. If you happen to miss me and Hannity last Friday, uh, it is on the Fox Across America website. You can go there, foxacrossamerica.com. You can hear the podcast of today's show. You can see my TV appearances and certainly feel a lot better about your own uh, fashion stylings after you see the stuff I'm wearing on TV. But to be clear, I mean, half of the stuff I'm wearing on TV is just because it fits. As you know, I get a little carried away with the old fork and knife over the weekend, Jenny. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. Unbelievable. But right now, as we speak, we are not staving an intervention for Jimmy and his caloric consumption, although it did get a little dicey. Okay, the guy whose car keys you need to take away is Chris Coons. I've played you so many Biden clips. Martha Raddatz saying this is a mess. Joe Manchin saying it's bad. Even Joe Scarborough admitted this is a disaster for Biden. But here is Chris Coons saying, no, 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 none of this matters because Biden had no idea the documents were there. Listen to this because this is embarrassing. Okay, the gymnastics that you're about. I mean, seriously, get out your medals, set up your podiums. Uh, but I don't know that anybody else even wants to compete. This is a gold medal gymnastics performance by Chris Coons. Clip two. How can he say he takes classified material seriously when some of what was found may have been in his home for more than a decade and he seemingly had no idea? 
Well, the important point there, Martha, is that he had no idea. Um, as you know, if you're serving in the Senate or as vice president or president, you literally get millions of documents uh, coming through your office a week in and week out. And as you get more senior and as the matters that you're handling are more important and occasionally more classified, the volume gets higher. So um, I do think this was inadvertent. The whole point of having a special counsel is to ensure that and to give the American people confidence in that. Uh, but frankly, Martha, I also don't think this is an issue that's keeping Americans up at night. Uh, I think they're worried about much more day-to-day -day things like uh, inflation, prices at the pump, prescription drug prices. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. So did you hear what he said? When Trump got caught with classified documents in Mar-a-Lago, the immediate Democrat refrain, including from guys like Coons, was... He should be behind bars! But now that a Democrat got caught, well, you know, you get so many documents. You know, a man works his whole life. As you go up the chain, you get more of these. You know, next thing you know, you got piles of documents. Some of these are from the Senate. I mean, what do you... This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Folks, okay, you're talking about stuff that he's telling you he has no idea is there. If that's your excuse, do you understand? What you're then saying is somebody else had access and brought them there? Somebody who shouldn't have had access brought them there? Or doesn't matter, people aren't worried about this stuff late at night? Yo, when Trump had documents, they were telling you he was attempting to sell our nuclear secrets, like the nuclear codes were a Netflix password you could share even after you break up with each other. Like they don't change the codes. But now that the shoe's on the other foot, and this is the problem. The Democrats do this wrong a lot, man. They're always playing the short game. They're so consumed with winning today's news cycle that they don't realize how it can blow up on them in the long term. They were so obsessed with throwing Trump away when he had classified documents in August that they never once fathomed they could wind up with classified documents themselves. Okay, just the same as Chris Coons is so obsessed with putting this story to bed that he's not mindful of the fact that if, in fact, these documents that were clearly negligent and being handled could wind up blowing up on us on the back end, you dope. Bingo. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Fired up to have this next guest in studio. She is, of course, the senior policy analyst at the Independent Women's Forum. And she is a fan of the fact that I dress like a children's party clown. I can confirm this. <laughs> we'll get into it now. Inez Stepman is here. Hey, girl. Hey, the clown world needs clowns. <laughs> but don't I look like I could be at a kid's party with like a, a gun belt on filled with balloon animals? I, I don't know about that. I, I think uh, especially in some parts of the uh, – some some you more look like, more like the clown who failed at the party and is, like, having a drink at the bar Whoa. in, like, a low light. So, you so you've adjusted this so. from I like your shirt. <laughs> this started outside the studio with, hey, it's not a bad shirt, too. You look like a children's clown who shouldn't be around children. Well, you went you went with the clown reference. I thought you were just being – I thought you, you were just in the country western. Well you, well, you went with the 500 feet of a school reference. It escalated pretty quickly, Inez. <laughs> Nice to see you, too. Um, Great to see you, Jimmy. Is that a New York Jets hat, or is uh, this a West Side Story look? 
when you well, say Jets, I, you really should you really should shame me for this. So that it, you can you can return the fire I gave you on the shirt. This is my husband's hat. He's the he's the fan. But okay, um, I really just like the color green with black. So that's it's a look. Yeah. It's a vibe. You know what's funny about the Jets? A lot of people don't know this. The Jets won a Super Bowl, but it predates the moon landing. It does. They won a Super Bowl in January of 1969. The mood landing was in July of 1969. So Jet fans on some level, it's like a thinly veiled dominatrix that they just like the beating and the poor treatment and the, and the expensive money it costs to go to a Jets game. Do you think on some, on some level the, the, um, the maddening ineptitude of the Jets is actually a, a, a draw to a guy like your husband? Do you think he likes the fact that they suck as bad as they do? I mean, he might because he's also an Oakland A's fan. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> They were out peaking a while ago. I mean, they the A's had a run like 1989. They won a World Series, yeah. the Mark McGuire years. Which people question because there was an earthquake in the middle of it. They, they I don't did. know much about sports. I'm going to get out of my depth real quickly, but I do know about California earthquakes <laughs> being a Californian. That, it being a yeah. thing, Inez. Well, uh, I appreciate you being here in studio. You risk life and limb to come to a studio in New York these days. <laughs> it is so bad. So we had Adam Klotz, a Fox News weather reporter, get attacked on the subway over the weekend. Um Pelosi, speaking of California, is now calling out Kathy Hochul for saying she didn't focus on crime in New York sooner, and it's why the Democrats lost the House. But are we to believe any of the Democrats were talking about crime in the run-up to the midterms? I think they were trying to, like, take as much attention away from crime as they could. They have no answer to it because it's it's largely their policies that have created this second 1970s-style spike. So I, I do agree that uh, crime, especially in, in the state of New York, I mean, if you look at the two places where Republicans did really well, mm-hmm. it's Florida – yeah. And New York. Yeah. It was, I mean, we just started, you know, below sea level. So, you know, that, that red wave didn't really crest, uh, <laughs> crest with the governorship. But um, in terms of the swing in the vote, it was massive here. And I think it, crime is probably the most important issue, swinging people's vote. And by the way, something that just really personally annoyed me, speaking of the subway and the mm-hmm. crime on the subway, in the two weeks running up to the election, did you notice that yep. suddenly there were cops in every, every station? And they were announcing it, yes. too. They were like, if you have any trouble, yep. police officers are waiting for you at the station. And mm-hmm. then they all disappeared, of course, right after Dude, the election. literally the morning. I took a video coming here the morning after the midterms. I was the only dude. It was just, it was literally just me and one guy from Halloween Masquerade who just still had his costume on from like the week before. But you're right to say that, Inez. It's such a scam. And what I'm fascinated by is a lot of these victims are women. Like in New York, you're seeing women thrown in front of trains and everything in between. And there's really like, it's weird. There's such a callous disregard for like the well-being of people. By, I mean, any party that does it, I think, is disgusting. But what I find especially egregious out of the Democrats is they want you to believe they are the party of women. But I don't know that women's needs are being met when it comes to safety. Yeah, well, of course they're not. Um, Look, everybody recognizes there's this gaslighting sort of campaign, right, to try to to pretend that crime isn't going up. Literally everyone who lives in a major urban area in America knows that crime is going up. And they try to tell us that that's not the case. Um, If you, I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's also the case, but you know, any, any set of statistics, right, it's lies, white lies, and statistics. You can manipulate some statistics. You can pull out certain crimes that haven't gone up, but like other really important crimes, like, I don't know, murder have gone up, right? (laughs) Um, But they're they're trying to convince people that this isn't happening when, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about everybody else, but like I see it on the crime apps just around my neighborhood. You know, just in the last couple of years, it's gone from oh the occasional you know sort of fight outside mm-hmm. a convenience store or a bodega. Um, now it's like assault, 
robbery, yeah. right? Guy yeah. has a knife. Guy has a gun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just the, the escalation of it is very obvious to anybody who actually lives in one of these areas. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, and that statement is in the House. And what they come out with, though, is they'll be like, well, you know, like illegal ticket scalping is down 31 percent. You know, they find some weird number. <laughs> it's the post-Taylor Swift concert effect. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse copyright infringement in Times Square. We only have one Mickey Mouse impersonator this year. Which, by the way, when you're walking through Times Square, something to pay attention to next time. Is, you know, obviously, like Disney, you know, we have all these impersonators. People dress up as like Transformers and, you know, take a picture. They charge you $20 whatever. Uh, people visiting New York for the first time need to know this. Cause it's kind of a funny thing to look out for. Disney obviously doesn't license themselves to anybody. So the guys that are dressed as Mickey and Minnie in Times Square look like actual laboratory rats. Like, they don't look anything <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. It looks like a, a rat from a Pfizer lab. It, yeah, they, they, they got those costumes a uh, half price from the, the union guys once they're done protesting, you know, with the big <laughs> labor rat. Like, don't, don't break the p- picket line. Like, don't be a rat. And then they just sell it to a guy in Times Square to take pictures with your six-year-old. I actually saw something. It was so funny where it was in Times Square in the pedestrian mall. And a woman said to a kid, she's like, do you want to pick it? picture with Mickey Mouse and the kid goes no <laughs> the kid was like get that weird thing away from me absolutely not all right I want to talk to you about a tweet Inez let's get into this for a second I follow you all over the Twitter and the MySpace I'm we're actually friends with MySpace too uh, but I found I found this one fascinating because something I've been harping on a lot on the show is I feel like in some capacity they're erasing women. And I want to get an independent women's forum take on this. But your tweet, which I think kind of points me in the right direction, is uh, you're basically encouraging women to embrace femininity and men to embrace masculinity, not to pretend that they're a bundle of randomly assigned traits and that biological sex doesn't matter. That's how we got here to begin with. Um, Are you going full J.K. Rowling? Are you going (laughs) to get yourself death threats now for saying this? I mean, look, I'm going a lot further than J.K. Rowling. That's actually a critique of, of, I think, the the TERF position, the Mm -hmm trans-exclusionary radical feminist position, which I'm constantly getting called a TERF, and I keep telling people, I'm not a TERF, I'm not a feminist, Yeah. right? <laughs> I'm trans-exclusionary, but I'm not a feminist. Um, no, but I, I think that position, that sort of, and I, I work with a lot of folks on the left on this, and, yes. and they're fantastic, and a lot of the work that they've done um, mm-hmm. around this issue is really important and great, so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shiv my allies here. We have a lot in yeah. common, but I do yeah. think that there's an underlying problem which is you know the, the, the like sort of 80s and 90s feminism that they're recalling they're saying mm-hmm. oh like of course little girls can be boyish they can be tomboys um you know little boys can be feminine like of course that's true we all know that's true right mm-hmm. but the way we talk about it sometimes in def- in trying to to say what absolute nonsense this sort of gender ideology is and transgenderism is um we forget that to talk about the fact that yeah like actually most little girls are more feminine. There's actually yeah. most little girls do naturally prefer dolls over trucks and vice yeah. versa. Like, uh-huh. um, and these things are not arbitrary, as I said yeah. in that tweet, right? They're not like randomly assigned characteristics. Um, there's a reason that we connect femininity and femaleness and masculinity and maleness, right? Um, these aren't like just, I don't know. I think we're, we're, we talk about as though, oh, of course a girl can have short hair and like trucks, right? Yeah. We've all know that, but also, you can usually tell that little girls are attracted to feminine things and little boys are attracted to masculine things. And I think we ought to like build a society that actually encourages that. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's really weird that we're trying to erase those like gender norms and like biological differences because I do think they should be celebrated. But it's interesting because I knew I was going to talk to you about this today. We got an article. This is so bananas. There's a, uh, a trans activist group in Norway calling for Aretha Franklin's hit song, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, to be removed from <laughs> Apple Music. 
fucking Spotify uh, because the lyrics are def. Are, where are we as a people? So is she gonna? Are we gonna recut this as you make me feel like a natural them? Like where do we even go with this for musical purposes? It's so stupid, but I. This is what I wanted to ask you. We haven't I, even gotten to it's a man's world, <laughs> dude. Think about that. My 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 He-Man toy. It was called He-Man. What is he now? Is he they there? Like, what, is, what do you even make this toy as? You, don't, you so actually, silly. we're going to move from pronouns to paragraphs. You're not going to be able to describe <laughs> I, I the shades of gender. I identify as a, that's crazy, a paragraph. Um, and that is, but this is the part that I think a lot of people, especially like in the talk radio world, we have a lot of time to tackle this stuff. So we don't really try to box it up neat and just feed it to the consumer like it's a pill on the Jetsons where they get the whole dinner in one pill. Like I'm willing to explore this from every angle. But what I keep coming back to is I feel like they're trying to take the grievance of the trans movement. They're almost trying to make this just a weaponized grievance and that it's their own new civil rights in the sense that they can beat back any type of substantive political discourse by saying you're just trying to cause harm to people. And I don't think that's anyone's position, but I think that's how it's characterized. Do you think they're strategically avoiding a substantive debate, like an engagement on substance? Well, I mean, of course they are, but they just like the left has on, on a whole host of different topics. I mean, you, you, you brought in the expansion of quote-unquote rights and civil rights, right? There, there are two threads here. One is a longer denial of biological differences between men and women, and that's why you know I, I brought up sort of the disagreement with the turf sometimes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we've been ignoring the biological differences between men and women above the neck yeah. for you know a lot longer than a lot of those folks want to admit, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to say that the biological differences between men and women shouldn't matter for your life, for your career choices, your family choices, who you marry, right? Um, how you raise children, like all of these things are way more important than the 200 meter butterfly um <laughs> and who can swim it faster but it's just become so co- like obvious in this context that now we're denying even that like men uh-huh. have penises and women have vaginas no, but it, it's of a piece of the earlier um of of the earlier ideology in my view the, the biological differences between men and women in the brain are just as biological and real as the secondary sex characteristics think about this and as this i'm going to play you a clip right now this is from the movie Kindergarten Cop. This is a 40-year-old clip, and this was considered, you know, insane hilarity because kindergarten kids... Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. And poor Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie theater just collapsed in laughter because it was just a known thing, and it was an impossibility of conversation. But what I bring this up, because in comedy, comedy works because you're packaging your ideas, Right in a shorthand to the broadest group of people imaginable, people you've never spoken to ever, but your joke works because it's based in some type of accepted level of truth. And this is the most basic accepted level of truth when it comes to biological differences. And we're now being asked to like ignore its existence. Like we're being, we're being told that that's almost an incorrect statement by that child now. At what point, my question is, does that venture into actual medical treatment if we just continue to pretend? Well, that child is not qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> the kid's um, gone. That's <laughs> funny. But um, no, obviously, I, I actually I worry not just about the salience of this issue. Obviously, yes. I care about this issue 
particularly as a woman and working for a women's organization, like I care about this issue because it is harming women. Like the, uh -huh. when we pretend that men are women, it harms women. It harms them when they they step into, for example, a boxing ring with mm -hmm. a biological male and get yes. their skulls cracked <laughs> open, you know, or, or they lose their scholarships or when, you know, they commit a crime and are yep. rightfully put in jail. Uh, part of that punishment shouldn't include, you know, being in, in jail with a man who then rapes you. Right. Um, these these things are are real, and so this issue has huge consequences, um, of course. But I also fear exactly what you're saying. It's also training people to s just ignore what's really obvious in front of their faces, and training yeah. them that they're not allowed to say that the emperor has no clothes. And I think that has larger, broader salience. Like um, it's it's just a really bad sign for a free society or an allegedly free society, right? Uh, uh -huh. That that we have to train people in this way. And once you can get people to deny that, you know, yeah. that what that little kid said, it's right? That, like once you can get <laughs> people to deny say. that boys have penises, you really can get them to to deny or say anything and i so i, I do think that this is this is it, it, i wouldn't i don't even want to say this is where we should make our stand we should have made our stand 30 years ago but if yeah. we don't make a stand here we're really going to lose it yeah nobody wants to watch a remake of rocky 3 where mr t becomes mrs t and beats up adrian instead of rocky you know what i'm saying <laughs> it'll probably win three oscars inez but it's it's no way to live well, listen, I appreciate you taking your stand, pal. And yeah, I will now likewise. let you get back to your fabulous soup that you interrupted yeah. to be a part of the show. And as you're the coolest. Yeah, you're the coolest. That's why you keep having me on. <laughs> back after this. <laughs> Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth on this here program, but we're taking our talents over to your TV set when it's over. I will be on with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy. Tonight is the debut episode, The Maiden Voyage of the Bottom Line. They've chosen uh, to make me an opening night guest. I am quite honored uh, that someone would help me launch their TV program. That's a big deal. And uh, the newest show on Fox Business, of course, being uh, The Bottom Line. The longest reigning show here at Fox is, of course, The Sean Hannity Show. And I will be on that tonight at 9 p.m. The kids got range. Opening show, senior show, you know, whatever the hell you call Hannity these days. I don't know. Highest rated show, multimedia, super. I don't know. Whatever you need me to call him, I'm just honored to be there. It's an honor to be nominated, as they say, at the Oscars. Uh, and if you want to watch that, uh, you can see me live. Seven, uh, excuse me, 
I will be on at 6.45 p.m. on the Fox Business Network, 9 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. And if you miss any of this, it will be at foxacrossamerica.com. Uh, it is also Mikey Mondays here on the show as we wrap it up here in the bottom of the ninth. Now, last week we did get a lead on Mikey Mondays. A wonderful woman, I won't name names, reached out and said, hey, you should connect Mikey to my daughter down here in Nashville. Uh, Mikey, of course, was given the contact information. Uh, Mikey, do you have any other updates to provide? Have you reached out to this young lady yet? Uh, not reached out directly. Uh, following on Instagram, if that counts. You're following on Instagram, <laughs> but you're not. You're not. You're following, but you're not messaging on Instagram, Mikey. Well, I was gonna wait for her to follow me back. I mean, that's kind of how it's supposed to go, you know. Mikey, the old following from the front. <laughs> I'm so confused. Justin, do you agree with this strategy from Mikey? I, I don't. <laughs> Mikey. Yes. A woman has reached hey, wait, out. Wait, wait. I was busy watching the games this weekend. You got to give me you some. Were Mikey, where is the urgency in your life? And if this young lady is listening, she should be disgusted. I wouldn't even take your message at this point. Uh, Mikey, we started a segment called Mikey Mondays where we're trying to find you a woman. I mm -hmm. gave you the woman's contact information last Tuesday. Your reaction is, I was watching the games this weekend. Mikey, you deserve to die alone. What do you want from me? What more can I do? Mikey Mondays. We don't have a lot of updates. Uh, well, we'll have listen, more next week. Don't worry. One of us is trying, Justin, uh, and his name is not Mikey who is now seven days old without contacting this woman. Ladies, me and Justin are going to check it and take her out. Show's over. Got to go. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.